In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM. Ah, it's beautiful out there. Look at it. 64 degrees. Mostly sunny. Some drifts of clouds hanging out. Headed up to 79 and 81 tomorrow, 85 on Friday. We do have some mention of light rain in the next few days. Even a thunderstorm possibly on Monday. Ah, uh, whatever the weather is, it will be, right? with so little control over it. Hey, it's our monthly update from the Athens County Commissioner's Office. And as customary, Chris Meal is doing the honors. Uh, Commissioner Chris Meal. So, whoop, let me turn let me turn your mic on here. There you go. Hello? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And um, golly let me turn up my volume on my headphones just a bit. So, um, golly, lots of things going on. Um, we, we, we made a little list of some things, but um, this, this is a time of year when we have festivals and things like that and lots of social events and fun things. And you have been keenly involved with the Paw Paw Festival since its uh, beginning, right? Yep. That's coming up when? Uh, Two weeks, two weekends from here, uh, 16th, 17th, and 18th. And that's out at Lake Snowden, right? Yes. And uh, so just before Albany. Yep. 24th annual. Yeah. And, And if someone's never gone, what would they experience? Well, um, it's a very well-rounded, sort of family-friendly community event. Um, lots of pawpaws, of course. We have a pawpaw education tent, and we have various uh, vendors selling pawpaws or trees, pawpaw foods at all the food vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have uh, lots of other educational things. We've got a, a heritage tent, a pollinator tent, a sustainability tent, a holistic health tent, and an Ohio Country Fair tent, and a kid's tent. So those are all things that are kind of educational, and um, you can check out our website. What about entertainment? Um, entertainment is going on the whole time as well. Um, okay. We so have... Like musical and stuff? Correct. Okay. Um Yep, and that's all on our website, too. And I, I believe we even have a Spotify playlist for people if you want to listen to some of the bands. And it's a mix of national, regional, and local bands. Spotify, all that stuff, I don't know that. But the I, I, those that do, I'm sure, will welcome that. Now, this is um, it's a Friday, Saturday, or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, and again, the date? Friday, September 16th, Saturday the 17th, and Sunday the 18th. Okay. Well, I'll make a point of coming out. Yeah, if you haven't been. I mean, we have been I, voted. I mean, it's been a few years. 
We've been voted one of the best festivals in the state. So. Oh, really? Yep. How do they do that? Well, that was by a guy who actually had like a travel blog, and he went around to as many festivals as he could, and we were his favorite festival. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Neat. Well, Paw Paw Festival, folks, once again, September 18th, 16th, 17th, 16th, 17th, 18th. Yep. World's largest Paw Paw Festival. Right here (laughs) in Athens County. Yeah, I suspect there aren't too many of those. Well, you know, we've actually, I think our successful festival has, you know, spurred many of them around the country now. Um, Little ones here and there from Mm -hmm. Virginia, Michigan, Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. You know, they're all, they're popping up all over the place. And and once again, because there's maybe someone out there that doesn't know what a pawpaw is. Yes, it's North America's largest native tree fruit, and it's related to 2,100 tropical fruits. So it's like this amazing tropical flavored fruit that grows right here and So does it does it ripen on the tree, or is it something you pick and then let ripen in your home? I there's a a whole lot to talk about on that topic, but mostly I suggest that people just wait until they fall from the tree when they ripen. Um, But basically, you you should never try to eat a hard pawpaw. It doesn't taste good, and it'll actually um, make you feel nauseous if you try to eat it. Then oh dear. Um, So you want to wait until they're um, soft and fruity smelling, and then what flavor would you compare it to i call it tropical um it's not related to mangoes it's in the custard apple family so it's got 2100 other tropical fruit cousins but these are not fruits that most americans have tried things like cherimoya or guanabana or soursop or custard apple so these are things that grow three of the four i didn't ever hear of before yeah and they've got more cousins out there um those are just kind of like the bigger more prominent ones um yeah so it's a pawpaw i think is a lot like life you know it's like it goes from uh hard and kind of not right to ripe and delicious and then it gets rotten really quick so it's like it's just like you have to kind of catch them at the right time and you have those in your yard in your home on your property yep yeah, we had a whole bunch of wild ones, and then we planted an orchard. Huh. And uh, unfortunately, the last couple years, I'd say about 50% of the pawpaw trees in the area have died. What? What? what, what why, maybe? Uh, you know, I think we've had a lot of extreme rain events. Okay. I think that's part of it. Um, stress the trees out. I'm not sure. We're, there's a lot of... Sp- scientists working on that do they get big or is it a compact tree it's a tree about 30 20 to 30 feet tall oh that's that's the most yeah um okay well pawpaw festival once again the uh, 16th 17th and 18th right yes all right and that's out there folks at lake stone just before albany and we've got shuttles from athens really and we pick up at baker center and the community center. Uh, so it's, parking's one of the challenges out there, so the more people can ride a shuttle, that would be appreciated. Um, a lot all of people take their little campers out, too. Right? A lot of people camp, yep. So all that information's on our website. All right. Which is? 
OhioPawPawFest.com. Okay. Cool. Well, um, back to business here. Um, it seems like for um, months now, as you've come in each month, we've been talking about the sewer project. And this is sort of a joint thing with the cooperation of the city, right? Yes. And um, but it's but it's a county project, mm-hmm. and um, it affects places uh, roads uh, near the city, but not in the city limits, and uh, places where they have typically had septic tanks or things like that. Right? Yes. Now, uh, my daughter lives in one of those districts. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that called? Wonder Hills, I think. Um, the um, could you say we're seventy percent done or what? Oh no! I mean, we are going to start. The big news is that the city has been approved by the EPA to start receiving um, material st- starting earlier than expected. So that's going to allow some parts of the project to start hooking up as early as October. Um, Previously, we were looking more like January or February. So you're a little ahead of plans. Uh, In parts of the project, yes. So, yeah, this is a pretty big project. This is a $52 million project with about close to 1,600 taps. Um, This is, the I think, the largest sewer project in Athens County history, too. Um, It's a big deal. And so it's got many uh, different phases. And um, so parts, we started with five. We've added on a couple new ones. Um, and there's more to come that need to be bid out. So this is going to take a couple years to get everything done. Um, but parts of the project will start being able to be hooked up um, as and early and as October. What was the, um, what was the goal? Um, why, why, you know, septic tanks work. Um, there's some maintenance involved. Yeah. Um, we here at the radio station are still on a septic tank, uh-huh. crying out loud. Um, yeah, basically it was to address environmental needs that uh, had accumulated over the years. Um, you know, you have those densely populated areas. And the rules at the state, maybe and at the fed federal level, have changed. Where you know there, there are places that had septic tanks previously, and areas that you know maybe weren't sufficient. And mm-hmm. so basically, you know, the EPA is pushing everybody in this direction if we can, if in these densely populated areas to get on a centralized sewer system. And uh, that's the gist of it. Uh, the good news is is uh, we got $26 million for free from the USDA primarily uh, to help make this happen. So, But that's half of the cost, right? Yeah, that's half. So but where's the other half come from? Well, we've gotten some other smaller grants, uh, but also basically people pay for the service. Okay. And it's a loan that gets paid off over time. Um, you know, this is something that may have happened long time ago as it was being discussed but were there people opposed to having to upgrade oh sure i mean absolutely i mean we did community meetings and surveys and uh i believe it was around 75 percent or so were in favor now we're this, in favor yeah now okay. this is 
four or five years ago now. So 25% were not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're going to have that in pretty much any decision, something like this. Um, If your house is more than 200 feet away from the road, you know, you don't have to legally connect. So some some places they aren't part of the project and they want to be a part of the project. You know, so it's it's interesting. Some people in the project don't want to be in it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's a process. We're working through it, Um, you know, tearing up people's yards and roads and uh, hopefully it's all going to be worth it in the long run, and we'll get it all put back together and better than ever. Is is there any property now connected in be- on the new system? No. Not yet? Nope. Okay. Coming soon. All right. You know, and we do have some... Pro- any, will you have a hunch when that coming soon might occur? I. They say October. Okay. Um, now, if people, there are some people that may need some financial assistance, so we've got some programs to help connect. Uh, those are administered through the health department. Um, so just make sure people are aware of that. And I, I must admit that uh, driving uh, through some of these areas, uh, you know, there's roads that have been torn up and so on, but they're starting to get those all healed. Yeah, I mean, we can't really put them you know fix them permanently until we're done getting the work done so um, slowly but surely we're getting that done all right well (coughs) the sewer project so by october we may have some connections actually in action yes cool the um the ems station emergency um Medical? medical service yep okay you call nine the, so this the is squad. like ambulances and squads and yes. stuff like that mm-hmm. where is that currently located well we've got five stations around the county um the one in athens we call uh station 51 and it's over on kenny drive kenny drive which is over by the ups station Oh, 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 I know exactly where we're at. Kenny Drive, I think that's named after. Back by T.S. Trent. Kenny Kerr, maybe. Yeah, Uh of course. And, um, okay, and then, then by the way, there's one on, um, what would that be? Well, there's one in Albany. But, I mean, uh, there's another one down on, um, uh, sort of near the... uh, big cemetery on west union we used that was where our old station was okay yeah but i still see a lot of ambulance type vehicles there uh maybe that's that's private that's med care i believe or med flight both of those and how is that different from that is a private okay which or you know it's maybe associated with some healthcare entities um ours is public okay well, anyway, um, that EMS station out there near TS Trim. Yes. Uh, what's the story on it? Well, yesterday, uh, Don Dispenza, he's a local architect that worked on that, came into the commissioners and gave a little report about the how that building has been performing. It's been in service for about a year and a half now. And... Uh, that that building was designed to be super energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a pa- it's called a passive solar uh, design, mm-hmm. and 
It's got the first solar on any Athens County building. And um, basically that the building has been working very well and it um, only costs around $3,000 uh, to run the whole station last year. Uh, comparative, a building that size would cost around $13,000. So wow. um, it's pretty significant savings. And we, our energy that we purchase is pretty cheap anyway. So, but basically the, the building itself is producing 25% more energy than it consumes. And uh, that's pretty exciting. So what's it, is that just go to waste or is it used somewhere? In some well, it goes back into the grid okay. and helps, you know, fuel some other part of the grid. Um, you know, with that, with electric vehicles coming online, like in, in a situation like that, maybe we'll, we'll be able to charge some vehicles uh, in the future, who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's the first net zero energy building in Athens County. Wow. And I would like to see more of those. Um, you know, it's going to involve educating or, 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 you know, getting architects and builders. It was, you know, a new thing for everybody, but it's working. And uh, it's going to save the public a lot of money. It's going to lessen our impact on, you know, the environment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> About 40% of America's energy needs come from heating and cooling buildings. So um, this is a great way to proactively reduce your impact. So, Well, um, is, is that station, um, you say there's multiple stations. Yes, we about have... About the county. How many might there be? We've got four other ones. We've got one in Albany, one in Nelsonville, one in Coolville, and one in uh, Gloucester. Okay. Um, are any of the others um, also engaged in trying to... Um... You know, not yet, but um, uh, the whole this Inflation Reduction Act had a lot of provisions about tax credits for solar. And one of the things that they also included in that law was for public entities to benefit from that, even though like public entities don't pay taxes. Um, so I think that's gonna incentivize a lot more public solar being implemented. And I'm hoping that Athens County, we're going to continue to expand our solar for sure. Are there some other solar examples um, that, um, and they may not simply be. Um, well, the, uh, the biggest solar installation, I believe, in the county is Fed Hawk Schools. Wow. High school. Um, what, what have I missed down there? Uh, well, you know, I, if I drove by it, would I see it? Not really. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. It's up on their roof. Um, they got that started a couple of years ago. Um, George Wood, I, I believe, was mm -hmm. was in, instrumental in getting that over the getting that finished. Superintendent. Yep, retired now. Um, and I think if you go to the county's website, we actually have a map of solar 
and actually Athens County, last time I checked, we had the highest density of residential solar in the state of Ohio. Wow. I mean, we do have at least two solar installers working out of Athens County, providing, you know, lots of good paying jobs. So um, I think that's... Yeah, my son-in-law is uh, involved in a lot of that, um, the, the mounting equipment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Equilibrium. And, um, well, that's a company. I don't yep. know which his is, but he's out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. That's where they're headquartered. Yeah. But um, anyway, they <coughs> it's amazing, all this stuff. Well, okay, so um, let's see here. Um, land banks. We talked about this a month ago, but I, I'm still trying to make sure I understand it and encourage it because I think land banks are really a cool idea. Now, yeah, so we have the Athens County Land Bank, and we have a website, AthensCountyLandBank.com. It's a kind of a quasi-nonprofit governmental entity that helps abandoned tax delinquent properties or blighted properties. So ones that where the grass is all grown up and the windows are broken out yeah. and you don't want to live next door to. Uh, so yeah, that's what the land bank does. We get those properties, clean them up or rehab them, demolish buildings, and then get them back onto the for sale to the public so that something good happens there that you know a taxpayer will be get back on the tax rolls but so. but could they also be used for public purpose sure absolutely you know it occurs to me that some of those might be cool as a what i'm going to call a pocket park yep yep or some some other purpose like that but um i i didn't realize that uh, land banks could also then uh, be used to clean up a blighted thing, and then resold Yeah, as raw land for new construction or whatever. Yep, and we've got a really great Facebook page, Athens County Land Bank, so you can, like, we show pictures all the time of the projects that we're working on. We've got a new round of demolition starting. Some of them are in Trimble, Gloucester, Chansey, Stewart, Nelsonville. Um, we don't do a lot of work in Athens. Um, Athens doesn't have the blight like different other parts of the county. Mm-hmm. Um, we are applying for a grant uh, for a roof that we're hopefully going to be putting on a building in downtown Gloucester. Um, we're wrapping up a remodeling project, which was our first one, on a, a house in Bookdale. And uh, just yesterday I was looking at the sheriff's sales and... Um, all of our projects, all of our properties are going to a sheriff's sale first. And at a sheriff's sale, if there's delinquent taxes, that is the minimum bid. So there, there may be a property that has, you know, in, in the, for example, this one in Bookdale, which is across the street from the house that we just remodeled, was tax delinquent by $8,000 mm. and change. And uh, what's exciting is that one of the neighbors bid on that property at a sheriff's sale and um, bought that property and paid all those back taxes, which go to the schools and the 
different jurisdictions. Would that that eight thousand was less than maybe what the property was worth? Uh, it yeah, I would say it would be pretty close. Now, so in a lot of times, like say it was twenty thousand dollars, and there's a building that needs cleaned up, nobody's going to bid on that. Yeah, those are the ones that wind up going to the land bank, and the land bank has a special power to to make those back taxes go away and kind of clean the slate and start over. Well, um, I've had a couple thoughts about land banks and special purposes they could be applied, but it uh, sounds like it's a much wider thing than just what I was envisioning, which is good. It's got a lot of flexibility. It's, it's a great tool. There's... Um, uh, golly, I've heard so much about Bailey's trail system. And um, that's all up in the Stroud's Run area, right? Or what, what, what do they call that up there? This is the Wayne National Forest. The Wayne National. Yeah. Okay. So there's a trailhead. Is, is Stroud's considered part of the Wayne? No. I don't think so. Okay. I think that's state land. Okay. So, so there's a trailhead in Chansey. If you go to Chansey and go north on State Route 13, mm -hmm. as you're heading out of Chansey, you look to your left and you'll see there's a lot of construction going on over there right now. Um, they just are finishing up what they call a pump track, which is like little like hills that people ride around on their bikes and do kind of tricks. Okay. They're finishing that up. They're expanding the, the access road, the parking lot. They're building a path, like a, an auditorium type of, a, you know, pavilion of sorts. So this like, is... Like a shelter house? Yeah. Okay. And there's going to be some more uh, outdoor kind of like, you know, swings and stuff and a campground. There's a lot going on. Millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, getting it ready for more and more tourism because it's going to be the largest mountain biking trail system east of the Mississippi when it's done. Ooh, say that again. It's the, it's projected to be, when it gets to be the total 88 miles, it's going to be the largest mountain biking trails east of the Mississippi. Wow. And what's, what's neat about it is it's specifically designed four mountain bikes and it's extra cool because of that um i ride usually once a week or so uh, it's my one of my new hobbies and i feel like it's a, a huge asset for our area it's uh promotes just healthy lifestyle you know you're you're getting exercise but one thing i always notice when i'm out there i'm i'm breathing again you know it's like wow i just need need my lungs um my number one goal is to not hit a tree <laughs> at, at high speeds um That's a good it, it's fun to go fast uh but you know just i am like in my 50s now so i don't want to hurt <laughs> myself but you know and a lot of times people are a little like well they ride the bike path and they're worried they can't ride the the trails and i don't think that's true i think you can just take it slow you got gears you can switch gears uh what's really nice about it is the scenery i mean the forest is just amazing um, that you get to ride through, and the way they've, the way they've designed it is they don't make you work too hard. They don't make you go straight up a hill, for example. They kind of like, 
help you meander around the hills and they call it flow and so you flow through the forest and um, there's people we meet from all over that are using it already you know lots of local people a lot of people go after work get a little exercise well I'm always amazed at how many of my um, the friends I know um, bike literally thousands of miles in like um, you know multiple states on a run and it's something that you know they plan for and then do it together and I, it just boggles my mind yeah it's, I think people really enjoy I it I used to ride a bike while I would um, <clears throat> have our soccer players preseason get conditioned right and uh, they were kids, and I was an adult, so I rode my bike. But riding a bike up Cable Lane, mercy. Right. Uh, I about died, and, you know, they they were huffing and puffing too, but um, mercy, I was uh, 40 years older than they were yeah. at the time. Well, anyway. That's, that's why you're still going, Dave, right? Uh, Kept you in shape. No, I'm not sure. But anyway, the um, and then I hear about what um, my my friends Dave Sturboy and Tim King do with bikes, and I think, how do you do that? Ride several states away and back. Yeah, crazy. Well, crazy fun, I'm sure. All right, so um, Bailey's trail system is it completed? No, I, I think there's 37 miles or something like that right now. Um, and when it's all done, it's supposed to be what? 88. Okay. And there's also a trailhead right now in uh, Doneville, um, which is south of Nelsonville. Mm -hmm. And then there will be a trailhead eventually in Bookdale. So, you know, what excites me about this is it's it's maximizing, I think, our value of the National Forest. Uh, to help kind of create economic activity, uh, which really, for me, tourism is our sweet spot. You know, like, it's tough for us to build factories here because we have all these hills. And I think, you know, something like mountain biking takes advantage of the hills, takes advantage of the Wayne National Forest. And, you know, that's there's a lot of new Airbnbs popping up. There's businesses opening up. Mm. And there's, like, a sense of, I think, hope and excitement because partially of the Baileys and uh, that's exciting and uh, Orca which is the Outdoor Recreation Council of Appalachia who helps kind of coordinate this work um, you know bringing in millions and millions of federal and state funds to help make this happen so it's exciting um, you know and if even if you don't ride a mountain bike you can walk it and soon in the next couple years we're gonna have a, a bridge that's going to connect from the Hawk Hockey Nadina Bikeway, which many people know goes from basically Canaanville ish all the way to Nelsonville. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a bridge that is going to get you over the Hawking River and into Chansey, and then you can get to the Bailey. So it's all going to be connected here in the next couple years. That's a big project. Now I have ridden my bike. From Athens to Nelsonville, to the Hawking College area. 
Um, so where where am I missing? Where where is this being put in that I don't recall it's, having a problem with? Well, yeah, because you were just going to Nelsonville, but now we're, you're going to have a side. You know, like in Athens, the, over by Columbus Road, they've got a spur. They call it. Okay. You know, a spur off the off the bike path that takes you over to Columbus Road. Well, now there's going to be another spur and a bridge that is going to take you from the Hawk Hockey Nadina Bikeway. You have an option to go to Chansey. Okay. What's nice about that in the big picture of active transportation, which is something the commissioners have started to work on with uh, all the different transportation people in the county, um, is an active, trans active transportation plan. Um, that whole 13 corridor is not a really safe place right now for people to ride bikes. And uh, getting this bridge over the river is going to help help us build more of that infrastructure so that, you know, people on a bike, it's obviously cheaper, you know, to, to ride your bike. Uh, it's healthier, um, but you don't want to get killed on the way to work or way to school. Well, no. So. I, I don't think you do. Nope. Um, let's see. I had some reason to call the emergency people and I called the sheriff's office and they said no you need to dial 911 so I did I can't remember what it was but it was a couple months ago now so 911 as I knew it was in the sheriff's office building and um Maybe down one floor. Yes. And um, you go down two floors and you got some temporary cells and you go up a floor and you've got offices and so on and so forth. Did I hear there's going to be maybe a new 911 building? Yes. And, and where is that going to be located? It's going to be on Connett Road in the plains hmm. and it's going to be a 911 and an emergency management uh, agency offices as well so uh, they call it the emergent emergency operations center okay so if we have some sort of is this of under the sheriff or some other entity well it's actually under the commissioners but it's like a joint county thing you know we have an emergency management agency uh we have a director and a um uh you know a deputy director okay De um i don't know if you've ever had those folks on but that might be something give me a name don gossel oh yes of course yeah have you had don on yes okay yeah and then he we hired melody Barnhart, I believe, is her name. I think that name's familiar, and too. So, yeah, we've got a pretty all-star team, in my opinion, for our EMA. And um, and then 911, uh, Teresa is our director, Teresa Savage, I mm -hmm. believe. Um, Kimler, something like that. Um, so, yeah, she's been there for many, many years. And, uh, you know, the facility we have for them in the basement He's got a lot of issues, and this has been a long, a, a big, big project for a long time. It's in the design stage still. Should be going out to bid in the 
I don't know, relatively near so the So this will be a newly constructed building? Yes, on Connett Road, right across the street, kind of from the school. And uh, it'll be 911 and EMA. Okay. So, big project. And um, estimation of uh, when that could be completed? Uh, I, you know, it's going to be a couple years, okay. realistically. Okay. We haven't even bid it out yet, so. There is a, a thing I've heard many times, and I think we've talked about it before, but I, I, just looking at the title, I'm not sure I fully understand it. The American, the America Rescue Plan, or ARPA. Um, ARPA provides funding, right? Yes. And for what purpose? Well, there's a broad range of uses that you can use it for. Um, the county, we got $12.6 million, and we did get requests from different governmental bodies around the county. We also got requests from nonprofits. So there's, there's a, a fair amount of flexibility. Um, we decided to move in a couple directions, and we're, we're, we're working with our consultants to help us finalize a lot of the details. Um, we're going to spend some money on some sewer expansions in uh, Albany and in Chansey and, I believe, Trimble Wastewater Sewer District. Uh, we're going to expand some water infrastructure around the county. So the title, America Rescue Plan, that, that word rescue and makes it sound like more for safety but uh, or well, some we, urgency of, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, I mean, it's in response to the pandemic, trying to get out of the pandemic. And, really? Okay. Um, you know, we did actually give bonuses to our EMS staff through that. Um, because you know they that's one of the allowable expenses and they were on the front lines you know during the pandemic and uh, that's one of the ways that we can kind of help well, support them speaking of the pandemic you know the, we were even talking a little bit in here before uh, we went on the air um what is your uh, personal uh, gut tell you um, well, let's see. I finally had a bout of COVID. Um, I got it by traveling to Ireland and, you know, being on planes and buses and ferries, eating out straight for a couple weeks. So, um, Ireland, that sounds interesting. That yeah. Sounds like we should do a show on that alone. Well, it was a, it was a great trip we we were planning on going a couple years ago you know everything got delayed and canceled so yeah we got it our family got it on the way back pretty much um it was pretty mild we've had our vaccines and mm. boosters so it was kind of like a cold wasn't a big deal this third thing i guess is finally available right i guess there's you know i would say that it's never going to stop we're always going to have new of new uh options for boosters and such yeah. it sounds like you know well anyway so um i lost thought i've lost track of where what I, do i think about covid i mean yeah i don't think it's going away i think it's going to be part of 
I guess, society for the foreseeable future, from what I hear. And, uh, yeah. I guess for me personally, right now, I'm just hoping I'm immune for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, I think, from what I've heard from the grapevine, a bunch of people are getting it right now. Um, you know, but there's people that still haven't had it, too. Uh, I know my parents haven't had it. Um, I don't know if I, if I wouldn't have gone to Ireland if I would have gotten it. Uh, if you had known you might get it out of that trip. Yeah, I mean, they it was exactly what they told you not to do. You know what I mean? All the stuff. Yeah. And I did it. And, uh, you and know, yet, yeah. in your case, it was a mild situation. I had a great vacation. That's all. I'm just glad I got it after the vacation, pretty much, instead mm-hmm. of during the vacation or something like that. Well, um just to finish that thought, though, how how long was your trip? It was two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my son, he got to go to. He's studying. He got to study abroad and in, in Europe for six more weeks. So he he really had a great summer. Well, um, but but I think what I'm really trying to do is say that uh, folks, uh, we're in a. I'm going to call it a dip in terms of COVID numbers, but that as the weather turns, um, you know, and after all, here we are in this, uh, September, it's going to be changing now. And the anticipation is that there will be an increase in COVID cases again, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, we all need to be diligent, right? Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. SOPEC. I'd like to cover that a little bit better. Because um, we, we did talk about it, sort of. Um, how does one say they're personally engaged in SOPEC. What do they have to do? Yeah, so SOPEC is the Sustainable Ohio Public Energy Council. And if you're in the city of Athens, that provides you with two additional opportunities as a customer of electric or natural gas. And basically SOPEC is a council of governments that's been around since 2014 and what we do is we purchase power or gas and we we kind of like work a deal basically for our constituents that want to participate now how do we know i mean my home uses both electric and gas i think probably many homes do or most homes yeah how do how do i know if i'm um, benefiting from SOPEC? You can uh, look at your bill is what the first place to start. And if it's unfortunately the way it's set up, uh, they don't really put our name on the electric bill because you're still going to get your electric bill from AEP. Yeah. You're still going to get your gas bill from Columbia Gas. Um, but you really sort of have to know what your what the rate is and you can go to our website and get some more information, um, SOPEC, 
But what what's let's say I do all of that and find out that I'm not um, engaged in SOPEC. Yeah. So basically, you can get in touch with SOPEC. Um, we've got a phone number and our website, and we can help help you find out if you're in our program. If you're not currently right now, we've got a really good rate. Electric prices have gone up. We purchased our power years ago. And um, so like right now, I believe in the city of Athens, we're 18% below the wow. the regular utility rate. And not only is that, but you part of your money goes to the carbon fee, which the people of Athens voted on a couple years ago. That money basically goes to a fund to fund more solar projects because a lot of people in Athens County. Uh, okay, can a business be engaged in SOPEC or is it only residential? Yes, businesses can be engaged. It depends on how much energy you're using. Uh, if you're under 700,000 kilowatt hours per year, you're, you can be part of the regular program. If you're more than that, you have to go into a special different program, uh, which we is, have. Can you think of any reason why someone sh wouldn't want to be a member of SOPEC? I mean, right now, not really. I mean, because you really can't beat our rate. And then a big part of what SOPEC is, is it's, it's government. It's a part of government. So we basically have grants that help fund things in our community. Um, we've been handing out electric vehicle charging stations. We help, like, for example, when we were talking about the EMS station previously, Athens County, every, every citizen that's a part of the program, a little bit of that money goes back to that community. So that's what we use some of our money on is to buy the solar panels to put on the EMS station, which helps save taxpayer dollars, et cetera. So um, I think it's a win-win situation, um, but I've been a part of it since its beginning. And, but to uh, get started, to find out if you are already or if you could be, you would go to the website? Yep. And it's SOPEC? Yeah, just look up Sustainable Ohio Public Energy Council. It's SOPEC.gov. Um, okay. I think that's what it is. Um, we, we only have two or three minutes left here. Leadership Academy. Golly. I have taken so many of those, both in the service and in other civilian roles and I've learned so much over the years what is this that on this list you made leadership academy I got um, nominated to go to one up at OSU at the School of Public Affairs the John Glenn School of Public Affairs right and I got nominated through the Ohio County Commissioners Association mm-hmm and uh, so it was like a week-long intensive kind of training with other elected officials from state reps and mayors and council members and school board members there was about 30 of us and it was just a great opportunity to sort of you know spend time with other yeah, but only 30 people from the statewide yeah it's kind of a how did know, that get uh why is that such a narrow group? I guess that's just the way. It's sort of like an intensive cohort, you know, like they just do one of those a year, I believe. They do other stuff at the School of Public Affairs up there, but 
So 40 seconds left. What did it mean to you? Um, you know, it's being a public servant is an art and it was just a great opportunity to, to study that and learn from my peers and sort of, you know, reinvigorate some focus as a public official. Mm -hmm. um, so I just enjoyed the opportunity. And lastly, I understand you're getting out of the goat business. I am. Uh, been have have had goats for 20 years and recently sold them to one of our employees. So hopefully we're going to have some cheese for the foreseeable future. And, and we're out of time. Thank you, Dave. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We're learning about top-secret information that may have been among documents the FBI seized at Mar-a-Lago. The Washington Post reports one had details on another country's nuclear secrets. Correspondent Catherine Herridge spoke with national security and nuclear experts. The analysts who do not have first-hand knowledge of the Mar-a-Lago record said intelligence describing a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities, can reveal fragile collection methods such as human sources, electronic surveillance and spy satellite technology. Californians are being urged not to splurge on power to prevent blackouts on this eighth day of a blistering heat wave. The weather's fanning the flames of a dozen large-scale wildfires. Correspondent Carter Evans is in Los Angeles. With no let-up in the heat, wildfires are causing death and destruction across the state with four dead. Thousands of structures threatened. Officials confirmed the two people who died near Hemet Monday were attempting to escape the flames. This was supposed to be the first day of school in Seattle, but students are sitting it out and teachers are walking picket lines, including Leshy Elementary's Jamila Bomani. We want to be here. We want to be ready, but we want to make sure we are coming back to school with everything we need and everything our students need. Teachers demanding higher pay and more support for special needs students. They're doing away with snow days in New York City. City public schools. The Department of Education Chancellor says remote learning implemented during the pandemic will allow kids to do their work from home when the weather's bad. A WNB, an update on grain shipments out of war-torn Ukraine. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. Ukraine's president says tons of grain from his country will arrive in Somalia in the coming weeks where famine is approaching and millions are at risk. Russia has accused Ukraine of sending its grain to wealthier European countries and has even threatened to talk to Turkey.